Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today we're talking about to Roth or not to Roth. That is the question. I know that's based off of, I believe, Shakespeare. Is that right, Peter? That's that's what I would say. I think he said that. Exactly so. like that. <laughs> maybe his edit team took the Roth to not to Roth, you know, to maybe change it to a different word, but whatever. We're going to go with that. So that that is a question that, that a lot of people have, Roth, not Roth, traditional IRA. I mean, there's all sorts of different things. And I know that when you speak to your clients and you speak to prospects, you talk about an overall plan. It's not something that you're like, this is one piece that you have to have, and this is the only piece you have. You are a tremendous planner and, and take a look at the big picture. And in past podcasts, you have briefly mentioned Roth IRAs and 401ks. And we know that there's, you know, could be lots of advantages to to utilizing these tools. Why should people saving for retirement consider these kind of accounts specifically? Yeah, Eric, uh, let's let's add Roth IRA and, and Roth 401k to the to the alphabet soup of of retirement planning. Mm-hmm. It, it's just one of the ingredients or one type of account that that really can enhance retirement income or legacy to to the to the next generation. I'd say the, the vast majority of our clients that we work with have usual, usually multiple sources of income. They have lots of retirement accounts. They have other assets mm-hmm. and their financial lives are, are somewhat complex. There's lots of moving parts. So depending upon the client situation, as we're going through the planning process, sometimes we'll simplify and other times we'll make things a little bit more complex. And that's done in order to enhance the client situation. And when we're making things a little bit more complex around retirement planning, sometimes that includes the Roth conversation and how it may be appropriate to for them. And because there's often uh, tax issues involved, we may, be get, we may get the client's accountant involved in that conversation. And when you say make it more complex, it's really not you making it more complex. It's their situation is complex and therefore you're you're utilizing more pieces, moving parts. Yeah, yeah. We just might have to add an, another ingredient. Got it. Uh, to to their planning, and just by by doing that, it just adds a little bit more complexity, but not necessarily a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I've I've spent previous podcasts discussing t- tax planning and how good planning can can make a big difference in your in your overall results. And so we've discussed how tax rates are progressive. Um, and I just thought I'd give a little bit of review because I th- it's important as we're talking about why we're, we're talking about uh, Roth IRAs, how that fits into the overall uh, tax picture. Mm-hmm. So because tax rates are progressive, we pay a higher tax rate on income over a certain amount. So for example, in 2019, a married couple will pay zero tax on the first $19,400 of adjusted gross income. And then on income from $19,400 to $78,950, they'll pay 12% tax on that adjusted gross income. 
and then they'll pay a 22% tax on adjusted gross income that's from 70, almost 79,000 to 168,400. Mm-hmm. $168, so these these marginal tax rates are just really important when we're discussing Roth IRA Roth accounts. And I just want people to be aware that tax rates are progressive and that you pay uh, higher tax rates on on income that that's greater as as time as as your income increases. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and anybody that's listening to this, I don't know about you, but I haven't said that time is moving so slowly since maybe I was, you know, 10 or 11 years old waiting for Christmas and then time just drug on forever. But since, since I became an adult, time goes by way too fast. And this podcast is, is, you know, it's toward the end of summer and before you know it, it's fall, winter, and another year's done. So when you're talking about taxes and and tax planning and all this stuff, I mean, it's, there's no time like the present. So I'm just going to put a plug now. If you have not done this kind of this planning or you have questions, you've got to reach out to Peter. Uh, but Peter, back to you. What makes a Roth account so special in this situation, especially when you're talking about taxes? Yeah, there, there are basically two kinds of retirement accounts available to savers that, that, that have earned income. There's the uh, traditional IRA or 401k. And, and then secondly, there's the Roth IRA or the 401k. And they're different. They, they're different results. The, the traditional IRA or 401k typically allows you to reduce your taxable earned income. And the advantage of this kind of savings vehicle is that you're, you're, this, the amount you save is tax deferred. You don't pay any income taxes on the amount you contribute now. Mm-hmm. But when you withdraw the funds from the traditional IRA or traditional 401k, it will be taxed in the year you receive it. So just a quick example, a real simple example. Uh, John and Nancy have $100,000 of adjusted gross income and they pay 22% federal tax on income over uh, $78,950. And they've contributed $5,000 to a traditional IRA or traditional 401k. Well, they don't pay federal income taxes on the $5,000. And that will mean they'll save uh, $1,100 in federal income taxes, which is basically they'll save 22% of $5,000 today. So when they retire, uh, as we're looking ahead, we're projecting that their adjusted gross income is likely to be less than it is now. And that's pretty typical. So if, if, if their adjusted gross income is $60,000, which might include Social Security, and then they take the $5,000 out of their IRA, they will actually be in a lower marginal tax bracket. So instead of 22%, they'll be in a 12% mm-hmm. marginal tax bracket. And they'll only pay $600 in federal income tax on that $5,000 of income. So this tax deferral will save them about $500 in tax. Got it. Meanwhile, the monies are growing and compounding. They're earning tax deferred interest on their money. So um, when you're deferring taxes and your marginal tax bracket is high now, but it will likely be lower later. Uh, the traditional IRA is really a, a good vehicle and, and a good source, or or the traditional four hundred and one k, either one. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the Roth IRA, in contrast to a traditional IRA or traditional 401k, um, is different because you're not receiving any tax deferral today. But when you withdraw the funds in retirement, the funds are, are withdrawn tax-free. So just another example, we got John and Nancy, their daughter, Beth, is age 25 and she lives at home. Her income and expenses are very low now, but starting next year, her income will dramatically increase and so will her marginal tax bracket. So this is just an example, but I think it, 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 it shows how this can, can benefit uh, a long-term plan. So her, her financial future is really bright. Mm -hmm. In 2019, because she doesn't make very much income, her ta tax deferral isn't that helpful because she's yeah. really not paying any income taxes. Exactly. And if she contributes $5,000 to a Roth now and lets that grow and accumulate for 40 years, her Roth IRA will grow and grow and compound and, and it'll, be, it'll be worth something significant. Uh, and it's likely she'll be in a higher marginal tax bracket, federal tax bracket, when she's retired than she is right now. Mm -hmm. The advantage of the Roth is that any distributions are going to be tax-free. So in her situation, so, so she's not paying any, any tax now or very little tax on, on the Roth contributions, letting them grow and co compound and accumulate tax-free and then withdraw them tax-free when she'll be in a like, likely to be in a higher tax bracket, this is also a good thing and very beneficial. Yeah. So those two differences between traditional savings, a traditional uh, IRA 401k versus a Roth IRA or Roth 401k is really important to understand. Uh, another important feature of the Roth is that there are no required minimum distributions. Hmm. So starting at age 70, 70 and a half, if you have a traditional IRA, uh, you're forced to start taking taxable withdrawals. And basically that's because the IRS wants you to pay taxes on your account during your lifetime. Yeah, so they want theirs. <laughs> the IRS puts out a table. Uh, it's a life expectancy table. And starting at age 70 and a half, they say, you've got to start taking distributions based on the number of years we estimate you have left. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so just as another example, at age 70, the, the IRS table tells us that your life expectancy is going to be about 27 years. So, and at age, age 71, it goes down a little bit. It's, about 26 and a half years and and it goes down each year each year thereafter mm. so uh in just as an example if you have a million dollars in your traditional ira and your required minimum distribution at age 70 is um, a little more than thirty six thousand dollars, and at age 71 that that required minimum distrib distribution becomes about thirty seven seven hundred dollars $37,700. So RMDs increase each year, uh, forcing the account holder to take larger and larger distributions and basically pay more and more tax. Yeah. And the advantage of the Roth IRA is you don't have this requirement and that gives the taxpayer much more income tax planning flexibility. Are Roth accounts available to anybody? 
No. And, and that's, that, that's what makes it a little bit more complex. There, right. there are some limitations that people need to know. So first limitation is that uh, they're, they're limited to taxpayers that have earned income below a certain amount. And in 2019, uh, the modified adjusted gross income limit for an individual taxpayer starts at $122,000 and phases out at $137,000. So for joint taxpayers, uh, that modified adjusted gross income limit starts at $193,000 and phases out at $203,000. And contributions aren't deductible and there isn't an age limitation, but you have to you have to be below those income limits. Gotcha. Um, the contribution limits for for Roth IRAs, the, the maximum amount that you can actually contribute each year, is the same as a, a traditional IRA. In, in 2019, the maximum uh, contribution is six thousand dollars, and if you're over age fifty, the limit is increased to seven thousand dollars. So um, Roth 401k salary deferrals might also be available in your 401k plan. And the limits would be the same as your traditional 401k plan limits. So if, you know, you're, right now, if you're over age 50, you can contribute $25,000 to a traditional 401k plan and uh, you can contribute $25,000 to a, a, a Roth 401k. Mm. But you do have to check with your 401k plan administrator um, most plans are allowing it today, but 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 some don't. So you just want to check. Yeah. Now I, I want to go back to something you said earlier. I, I really liked your description that Roth accounts are a great ingredient in what you called an alphabet soup of retirement planning. And I can obviously I can see some of the advantages, and you you spoke about a little bit about that in some of the examples that you gave earlier. But how might this uh, play out for a retiree that's that's in retirement? Yeah, they're, they're a great tool um, for, for a family. And, and let's look at, at two examples and, and, and contrast the results. All right. So in the example I want to give, we've got Sam and Emma. They're both over age 70. Uh, they have real estate income. They've got Social Security. Frankly, they've done a great job planning over their lifetime. Uh, they've, got, they've got taxable investments of about a million dollars. And that, that actually provides enough income to help meet most of their cash flow needs. They also have $2 million in a traditional IRA. So they've done great plans. Yeah, they've good. been good accumulators. <laughs> yep. Their required minimum distributions far exceed the additional income they need for cash flow. But because of these IRS uh, required minimum distributions, they're forced to take it out and pay taxes really at a, a fairly high marginal tax bracket of 24%. Mm. So because of this high income, uh, they also need to pay additional premiums on their Medicare Parts B and C insurance. Wow. So the IRS is forcing them to take money out. It moves them into a, a high tax bracket or a higher tax bracket. And their, their medical insurance costs are going up because of it. And that doesn't necessarily meet their goal. Their goal is to enhance legacy to their kids. Uh, and they also... Like most Americans, they want to pay as little income tax as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's Sam and Emma. And let's just compare them to Ernie and Samantha and who, who have exactly the same uh, assets, uh, the same income need, same expenses. However, here um, they've got 
a million dollars in a traditional IRA and a million dollars in a Roth IRA. And uh, their RMDs from the, from the traditional IRA are literally half of what Sam and Emma, the previous example, mm -hmm. uh, are. And so they have, they have the, the income they need, but now their marginal tax bracket is a bit lower. It's 22%, not 24%. Not a big, big difference, but that adds up over yeah. time. Yeah. And because their, their income is, a, is a less, they're now saving some money on their Medicare premiums. And just, you know, it's likely that it's, it's going to save them an additional um, $1,300, $1,400, dollars per year hmm. in, uh, okay. in, in medical uh, premiums which again, adds up. Absolutely. So they don't need to take anything out of the Roth IRA and that asset can continue to grow. And now their children basically will inherit a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA. And the kids are the, are the ones that will have to start taking required minimum distributions from both accounts. But the, the Roth distribution to the children is going to be tax-free, continue to be tax-free while the, the traditional IRA required minimum distribution is going to be taxable to the kids. So let me, let me just clarify, Peter. You said that uh, with a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions, correct? That's right. But now you're saying that if the kids inherit a Roth IRA, they do have to take RMDs yes. from that? Yep. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. Yep. So the, 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 basically, the IRS wants these accounts distributed over, over a lifetime. Yeah. Whether it's traditional or, or Roth. Got it. All right. So the reason I, I go through this story is, is really um, to really describe how from a tax planning perspective, it's really nice diversifying the taxation of your income sources. Mm -hmm. So taxable investments can be invested in stocks, uh, and, and, and stocks can be tax advantaged. Uh, they produce qualified dividends and realize capital gains, and those are taxed typically at the federal level at 15 or 20% in long-term ca capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. um, and then realized losses can be used to offset realized gains. So owning stocks outside of retirement accounts can be tax advantaged. Within a traditional tax-deferred account, like an IRA, uh, the account can be invested in taxable bonds and, and stock portfolios that ha might have a high turnover and might realize a lot of short-term gains, which if they were held in a non-retirement account would be taxed at the highest rate because they're taxed in a, um, because they're within a, a traditional IRA account, uh, they're not taxed until they're withdrawn. Got it. And the advantage of, of the Roth IRA is that they're offering uh, this tax-free accumulation. And they offer lots and lots of, of investment flexibility. Peter, I know that we, we talked about there's, there's limits to, uh, on, on who can contribute to a Roth IRA. Um, if someone's income exceeds those limits, is there anything they can do to, to do a Roth or, or something like a Roth? Yeah, this is where we have to get a bit more complex. Um, it is possible to convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Okay. So you can, you just, there are forms you sign. You've got this traditional IRA that's got, uh, that's tax deferred. 
and you can convert it to a Roth. However, there's significant tax ramifications, mm-hmm. and, would, and you I need to discuss so. that. That's where we get the, the accountant involved. Yeah, uh, the amount you convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA becomes taxable income in the year you convert. Oh. So, if you have a large IRA account that's converting to a Roth IRA, it could be really expensive from a tax perspective, and frankly, it may not be worth doing it. Mm-hmm. So this conversion could drive you in a higher marginal tax bracket, uh, thus increasing the cost. Uh, So just as an example, if you convert that million-dollar traditional IRA uh, in one fell swoop to a a Roth IRA, you'd have to pay close to 40% in in taxes. Oh, geez. So, you know, we'd be writing a check of $400,000 to the IRS. That's that's not going to... That hurts a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, however, in many cases, we're, we're actually doing partial conversions over a longer period of time. Okay. So you don't have to do 100%. How does that in work? In one fell swoop, you can do it piecemeal. And so we, we might do, again, in conversation with the client's accountant and tax planner, is we'll convert an amount from the traditional IRA to a Roth that will keep them in a lower marginal tax bracket. Now, it may not be a large conversion. It may be just, you know, converting ten, twenty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars dollars $60,000 each year. Uh, and we may never convert 100% of the traditional IRA to the Roth, but converting some and diversifying your income sources is still beneficial during your lifetime and, and will certainly benefit uh, heirs. Mm-hmm. So that that's... That's one option is is to begin converting your traditional accounts to a Roth. Peter, that sounds like a great strategy, but it also sounds incredibly complex. Uh, well, it, it, Eric, it, it is complex. And, and again, that's why we get the, uh, the accountant involved. Uh, if, you, if, if your listeners are making non-deductible traditional IRA contributions, mm-hmm. which some some uh, uh, taxpayers need to do or want to do, uh, those can be converted. Uh, those are, are, are can be tax advantaged, but there is some complexity there. Yeah. And we, again, we just need to get 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 into the weeds a bit relative to their all all of their accounts and their tax situation, and get their their accountant involved. Yeah, get get the team involved for sure. And I know yeah, that you exactly. work with I know you work with your clients, accountants, and and people that are on their team. Uh, really well, and that obviously we've talked about the relationships that you've built because of it. Uh, I, I just think that that's that's the only way to go. I, it, you're not trying to replace anybody that they're already working with. It's something that you're more than willing to talk to their team member, right? Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. definitely. Awesome, awesome. Yep. All right. So as usual, there aren't any clear options when it comes to planning techniques uh, and options. I mean, you, <laughs> there's so many out there. Uh, it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle is kind of what I picture in my mind. Uh, w- what should someone do? Yeah, so this is where comprehensive planning comes into play, and, and that's why it's so important. So it, it, it's just, it's so much more complicated than just a good strategy. Uh, Roth IRAs are a great strategy. They're a great tactical uh, a, approach. But, but we need to really put it all together to help the client come to uh, the best option for them. Mm-hmm. So while well, Roth, uh, Roth accounts are fantastic, but the question is, is always, you know, how does this technique fit into my my plan? 
my unique and, and specific situation? Is this going to help me and my family meet our goals? Uh, what are my options? It, it, what are the ramifications, the consequences of doing it or not doing it? Yeah. And so all these questions come into play. And it's like, it's this approach that is so vital looking at it all uh, as a, as a, as a, as a full uh, picture of, of the client yeah. really helps get, get the best results. Well, and you said it earlier. I mean, we've, we've talked about multiple things in this podcast so far. It, it, it's timeline, right? I mean, depending on their age, one may be better than the other. Depending on their uh, overall goals, one may be better than the other. Depending on their their work history and their work future and their whether they are married, kids, grandkids, all those different things have to come into play when when looking at these different options. Um, and each person's situation being very unique and different, everybody listening to this is going to have at least a question or two in their mind on on their specific situation that we didn't even cover in this podcast. How can somebody get a hold of you uh, if they have those questions? Yeah, um, we're, we're certainly available uh, by, by phone. Our, my direct line is uh, telephone number 617-728-7433. And email is uh, peter.raskin at lfg.com. And our website, visit our website at uh, uh, raskinplanning.com. Got it. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, Peter, so much for your time today. Thanks, Eric. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.